0: This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at NerdyLegion.com. Enjoy the show!
1: No, no, I don't want to. Uh,
0: Please? (laughs) Sure. So, NWA wrestling. Uh, Have you caught up to date with what's going on with that? No, sir. Okay, so uh, the NWA was founded in 1948. It was a conglomeration of promoters working together to create one world champion and basically to monopolize the wrestling market. And anyone that wasn't going to be a part of the NWA, they were going to try to blackball them, prevent wrestlers from going there. If a wrestler worked for a Rogue League, they weren't going to book them, you know, right. good, good, high, above-brow things. Um, and of course, Oz from the NWA eventually spawned the AWA when they broke apart, and then the WWWF when they broke apart. And, uh, you know, eventually the NWA became not the biggest name in wrestling. You know, starting in 91 when Flair left for the WWE and then WCW withdrew from the NWA for a while and then then went back to the NWA and then withdrew again permanently in like 93. Right. And then the NWA floundered, but it was still a group of now lesser promoters, not lesser promoters, but lesser promotions, I guess. And then the NWA name picked back up in 2002 when TNA adopted their championships as their primary championships for a five-year run until 2007 when they created their own titles and then the NWA went off on their own again. But again, they were still a group of promoters working together. Right. So in 2014, I think it was, Bruce Tharp, literally like in a – power takeover, Russell the the legalities of it, the name, the NWA, to himself. Okay. And he became the sole the executive director of, of the NWA, but he sold out the name to affiliates, and he licensed the NWA name to affiliates. So you had upwards of, I think it was 28 promotions around the United States using the NWA name. So again, it's still technically a conglomeration of promotions working together, except now... At this point, you know, does the NWA name really mean anything? You know? Go ahead. I'll
1: put it this way. To to someone who's watched wrestling for a long time, like myself, it's kind of nice that it's there. Yep. But, I mean, like you said, the last time they were relevant was 30 years ago.
0: Yeah, exactly. And one of the biggest things with them they have going on is the fact that, like, with these affiliates... You don't know... You can't really do quality control on these affiliates and what type of promotion they're running, you know? Right. You could have a promotion like... A show Paul and I went to, uh, NWA on Fire was the name of the promotion, and they did a show in Lewiston at the Grange Hall. And, I mean, the room was maybe 30 by 30 with a 16 by 16 ring in it, and 30 fans, maybe 40 fans... But, like, it, you couldn't move around in the building, you know? I mean, I, I mean, I'll be honest. It was a fun building to go to wrestling to, but I don't think that's the type of promotion that NWA wants to have their name on. You know what I mean?
1: Right. I and then that. you
0: have promotions like Limitless Wrestling in Maine who don't have the NWA name, but say if they did... Uh, where they're drawing consistently 350 to 400 plus fans every show and putting on unbelievable cards with fantastic wrestlers and using, you know, top independent talent from around the United around the world technically where they brought in Zack Sabre Jr, you know, and they brought in some guys from Canada and whatnot. Right. Um like so, there's a promotion you probably would want the NWA name affiliated with, and then that's that that's where the the problem lies when it comes to these affiliates. Back when they started, they had quality control, but now at this point, there really is no quality control. It was it was basically here's my two thousand dollars a year or whatever the fees were, and right. oh here's the, the N- name, yeah here's the NWA yeah. logo. Well, in May Billy Corgan purchased the NWA from Bruce Tharp. And he pr- pr- purchased the, the the trademark and the copyright of the promotion's names and logos and the history and the end of Every world championship and including the video library that Tharp had licensed from Houston Wrestling promoter Paul Bosch's family. Okay. Um, so he took it over, but he hasn't done anything with it. Um, and I think he fully took control in July of this year. And then all of a sudden on October 2nd, They said, oh, we're going to have an announcement. And essentially what it was is all the affiliate deals that Tharp had signed expired October 1st. And apparently Billy Corgan tried to speak with some of them according to the – I listened to his uh, interview on Busted Open Radio. And he tried to work with these promotions to like – he wanted quality control. And when he didn't think he was going to get it, he decided he was done. So he sat on it and did nothing until all those deals expired. And now, for the first time ever, the NWA is one promotion under one person with no affiliates.
1: But that one person is Billy Corgan?
0: Yes. (laughs) Lead singer of the Smash (laughs) Falcons. yes. So it's kind of interesting because it's almost at this point for the NWA to survive and mean something in this day and age. It really does need to be one person, one promotion, one name. You can't have the affiliates anymore because the territories have been dead long, long and dead years and years and years ago. And so I'm kind of excited because I've always, I still feel like the name, the National Wrestling Alliance, the logo, you know, the NWA, I I still think it means something. Right. And I'm hopefully he'll make it mean something again.
1: Um, Well, I mean, he did wonders with TNA.
0: Well, he had he had <laughs> he had restrictions there, so it'll be interesting to see what he does on his own with this. Uh, I guess from what I from what he said was starting this spring, he's going to be launching. They launched a YouTube channel. They have a Facebook page. They have an Instagram. They have a Twitter. The YouTube channel is going to be where he's going to put all his you know their original um, uh, content. Uh, I guess right. he's going to have to start doing a TV show this spring. Uh, where all his, you know, the, this is where the NWA TV show is going to be. Um, Tim Storm, who won the championship October 2016, is still the current champion, and he actually made an appearance this past Saturday on, on uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, uh, okay. uh, talking about the NWA, the history of it, and, and where it's going. And I guess that that's where they're going to run some of the main angles. I don't know if he's still going to be doing outside bookings at little promotions or not. But um, I do well, know let, that. Huh?
1: Let me ask you this. Yeah. So their TV show is going to be on a YouTube channel.
0: To start, yes.
1: I'm assuming there's no pay gate on um, the YouTube it's, channel.
0: It's, he's giving it away.
1: So, I mean, I I know this day and age that you kind of have to lure people in with something yep. that you know if, if you have nothing off the start no one's going to pay for
0: it exactly yeah
1: but at the same time do you think that they're going to be able to maintain long enough to um to, to like actually stick around until they might make a profit
0: i think if he's determined i, I this is what he, he this man has got a lot of money i would assume I would assume Billy Corgan, you know, he's made he's made quite a bit off the Smashing Pumpkins and his music and everything else he's doing. And uh, I feel like, based on the interview, he's like, he knows and he's willing that he's going to take a loss, you know, at first. I don't know how much he's willing to lose, but he did fork over, you know, a couple million dollars to TNA. Yeah. Kind of without hesitating, so... I, I can see that you know he's 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 he knows he's going to take a loss. He knows he's got to you know um, he's talked about signing people to contract, I mean it's a really good interview. It's only about 17 minutes long. They put it on their YouTube page. I'd go listen to it if you haven't, where he talks about basically all this. So. I think he's gung ho enough about it that we might see something, but he's got to make sure he gets that groundswell, so gets that following, and he's gonna have to get people. Because when I say to you, Tim Storms the NWA Champion, I'm probably thinking you're thinking, who the hell is that?
1: Yeah, like name sounds familiar, but
0: well, well, uh, probably because I've talked about him on the show. But when that he, could be it. When he won it a year ago, my thought was, who the hell is that? Like huh. I'd never heard of him before, you know. So. It'll be interesting. I mean, he's 52 years old. I don't see him carrying the company. Oh, are you sure? Yeah.
1: But it's the nostalgia aspect of people right. who, love, who love the NWA. Right. That they'll be into him. Well. Because <laughs> they, they remember when he first debuted for the NWA. I,
0: I don't think that's a true story. 1994. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> he hasn't been wrestling that long. I think if he could get somebody like Cody Rhodes to, and get the belt on him – I know he just signed with Ring of Honor, but still. I think if he could put the belt on someone like Cody Rhodes, that could that could be the catalyst that gets people watching, that gets people following. Mm. Could be. So, but I'm excited to see what happens. Um, the only thing I don't know – and I actually messaged Dave Lagana, who's working with Billy Corgan, about this. Um, I messaged him asking him, like, all right, so there's going to be no affiliates – And we know that the NWA World Champion Tim Storm is being recognized, but what other NWA titles are going to be recognized? Because currently there's – I'm assuming all the affiliate titles are gone. Right. But however, there's still some quote-unquote national titles or world titles – that the NWA was recognizing and that was the NWA World Tag Team Championships, the World Junior Heavyweight Championship, the Women's Championship, the NWA National Championship and the North American Championship. Right. And some of those titles like if you go to Wikipedia or other places list them as being vacant, like the women's title does and the world title and the national I think. But okay. like the North American and the tag I believe still have champions listed. So I don't I'm I'm hoping to get an answer to that question because I don't know, like, you know, you're going to take on, you're going to start this promotion. I don't know if you need all those championships, per se.
1: No, you know what? But it, my what's gonna,
0: historically, what's going to happen with these lineages is my, my, my curiosity.
1: See, this is the thing. Yeah. If you're starting a promotion or, or bringing back a promotion, you don't want to have to hire a billion people. Right. Right. Because, I mean, like if if I was he, I would not have the tag belts or a women's belt or the U.S. belt or or whatever. I would have the NWA champion and I would have maybe 10 guys, you know, or so in the promotion that you can put on an hour show with different, you know, three matches. Right. You know, and it would be different matches each week, you know, and whatever, and do that for a bit to build up some kind of a following. Yep. And, and some kind of a, a, you know, a fan base for those particular people. Yep. And then as it starts getting a little bigger, then you maybe bring in a couple other people. You know, maybe, you know, if you have your world champion,
0: mm-hmm.
1: maybe decide, you know, what? I think that we could have like a secondary belt, you know, or something like a TV belt or something, right. you know, and, and do that. And you could always have that champion sort of be the number one contender at a big event for the world title. Yep. But keep it small up until, I, you I, know, th- I
0: mean, I think you're right. Yeah.
1: You know, cause it, it, you don't want to, you don't want to like blow it all right away. No. Because if they go too big too soon, they're going to spend too much money and it's going to be impossible to recover at all. So
0: Yeah, no, I agree with
1: you there. And I mean, a year down the line, two years down the line, if, you know, once you hit profitability, whatever, I mean, who knows how long it takes, but once, once you at least hit a level of like maintaining that you're not losing money, maybe that's when you start expanding again, you know. Bring in some female competitors. Bring in, you know, maybe expand it so that you could do tag teams, some something like that. Yeah. But I mean, if it was me, it would be a solid five years before I would start.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, um,
0: I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see what's going to happen because I think, like I said earlier, in this day and age, one promoter, one promotion for the way is what's going to take to bring. Bring the name back to prominence to make it mean right. something again. So anyhow, um, I, I don't want to break down No Mercy at all. Do you?
1: No. Cool. Uh, you know what?
0: I Let talk, me just uh, say this. Uh, talk about a couple things, but I don't want to break it down. I, I mean, hell in a cell. Yeah, hell in a cell. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I was talking to Ronnie while the event was on. Yeah. And there was one part of the event where I was legit excited about whatever, okay, and that was in the main event when k o and Shane McMahon were on top of the cage. Craziness, but yes, I legitimately thought one of them was going to die <laughs> when when they did a suplex on top of the cage. yeah. I thought the cage was going to give out.
0: Yeah. When they I was, did a
1: body slam on the cage, I thought it was going to give out. Yeah. When he was going for the power bomb on top of the cage, Yeah, I was saying to Ronnie, someone is going to die, and I don't know if I want to keep watching this event.
0: Yeah, I uh, that was... Okay, the First of all, they went like 40 minutes or something like that, which is kind of oh, crazy. crazy. Yeah, it was awesome, but
1: though. The whole first part of the match, I did not care for at all. Oh, okay, yep. But it, when they were up top, from that point on,
0: yeah, it was everything
1: in that. I mean, I seriously, like the hairs on the back of my neck were up.
0: It was unsettling. It really yeah. was. Yeah, it was yeah, really some unsettling. Some of it was ridiculous. Um, and then when they do the final spot where Shane jumps off the cage, well, falls off the cage or drops himself, whatever you want to say, he came off the cage. Um, talk about timing. I oh mean, yeah. This wasn't Kevin Owens pulling away before Shane's even jumped. I mean, like this is him getting off the table moments before it, he hit. Yes. That was that was key. And then when Sami Zayn was there, that was like, what? You know, <laughs> I, but then did you watch his promo Tuesday night on SmackDown? Yes, I did. Here's the greatest part of all. It, it makes sense. I I know. It's amazing <laughs> like it makes Sense It's like this is what makes a good heel because he believes in what he's doing is righteous. He believes in what he's doing is right. And if it doesn't make sense to anyone else, it makes sense to him. And it makes sense. I love it. I absolutely loved it. Like when they first did, I'm like, oh, if they don't, you know, they've been feuding for years. That's the biggest thing. You know, The the, WWE has been hyping since Kevin Owens debuted is like, you know, these two guys, you know, they're going to fight forever and on and on and on. And now they're friends and they're, you know, hugging and one saves the other and helps the other win. And then he cuts his promo and it makes sense. I loved it. Yep. Yeah, that was the best thing. Yeah. That really? I mean, yeah, you're right. The, the uh, When they're on top of the cage. I mean, we've seen it when Undertaker and Mankind are walking around and, and the cage is, is, you know, breaking and collapsing oh. on them. And and then even when uh, Triple H and Mankind or Cactus Jack are up there and he takes the back body drop and the thing breaks. And I realized it was all rigged through, but still, you know, they're walking. Everyone's walking on the beams, walking on the center support because <laughs> they – yeah. and these guys are just taking bumps on it like it was, well, you know. Yeah.
1: That's the thing. Like there were points when they weren't walking on the beams.
0: That's what I mean. They're not doing it. They were taking – like. And like on that suplex, they're both bumping on the same cage oh, yeah. section. I mean
1: it, Yeah. Like at one point when like, you know, they're mostly walking on the, the crossbeams. But at yeah. one point Shane like slipped off and his foot went on the cage. Yeah. And did it look like it separated to oh, you? Yes, did. It, because it, it, yeah, I'm yeah. like, Oh my goodness, this is this is how Shane McMahon dies.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, and I I'm not really up for watching that. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, me neither. Me neither. But um, yeah, it was crazy and I don't – yeah, it was crazy. I'm just going to say, yeah, it was crazy. So I'm um, – yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and the thing – the reports of like what the injuries were that he sustained. Yeah. That you know he did sort of mess up his neck and his yeah. back a little bit and yeah. he's got broken ribs and and whatever. I mean I don't know if it's storyline injury or real injury but i mean i can't, I can't imagine that he didn't get hurt in doing oh, that.
0: They, yeah no i can't imagine he didn't either
1: and but that's the, thing. the fact but of course, that yeah they had the medical people there yeah immediately but the fact that they still go over and even though like the guys are holding his neck yeah they still put him down and pin him yeah like uh maybe <laughs> maybe kind of pin him on his side i don't know
0: yeah no i kind of loved when Sami Zayn pushed that one medical guy and he fell awkwardly because like he didn't expect it i'm like that that was cool yeah um
1: because well, also i'm pretty sure it was just like a legit medical guy not yeah
0: and it was not, legit you know, get out of the way yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah when i'm watching it and i see like sammy zane stand there looking this and that i'm like he's going to pull Kevin over on top of him, isn't he? And he you know did, what? and I loved every I, second of it.
1: I didn't even notice it at first.
0: I just looking at his look on his face. Like, it wasn't, a, oh, my God, look what I did. It was like, he's looking like a Kevin. He looks at Shane, looks at Kevin, looks like Shane. I'm like, oh, he's going to make him pin him. This is awesome. Yeah. Because at first I thought he was having regrets. And then he's like, no, he's, he's, he's yeah, he's full on heel going, yes. So I... From what I read, going forward, you know Shane McMahon and AJ Styles against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Interesting. Yeah, like maybe for Survivor Series or the. How does How does, their December
1: how does AJ be. get involved in that?
0: Uh, well, on Talking Smack, uh, Hell in a Cell post show, he oh yeah told Shane he's gonna he'd have his back. So, you know, I, I at this point, I just I just want them to go walk over and hand Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens the tag titles.
1: You know what? <laughs> I mean, you could do that, but then they're going to have eight months of yeah. flipping back and forth the titles with the Uzos.
0: Well, actually, they're doing something with the SmackDown tag division right now, so I don't want to... I guess maybe I <laughs> yeah, don't want to yeah, see
1: that. For for half a second, yeah. and then they will completely ruin it again.
0: Hey, I'm, I'm hoping, going forward, they don't do that. But yeah, you're right, for half a second.
1: Doesn't matter. That's, um, that's how it's going to be.
0: On... Uh, on, on Raw, Emma won a uh, elimination match for the right to have her face caved in first.
1: Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. Emma, like with the exception of Alexa Bliss, Emma is my favorite on the roster yeah. on Raw. Yeah,
0: I, I, I like I, Emma.
1: I think she's the most talented female wrestler on that roster. And it's just she got some crap luck with injuries.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and when, crappy... when she came up, she had two crappy gimmicks. Yep. Where she was that weirdo that danced with Santino Marella.
0: Yep. And then and she then, was the. <laughs> and Emelina.
1: then she was Emelina or whatever.
0: Yeah. And yeah. M- NXT Emma was good. Yeah. So hopefully we can see that again. But still, I mean, everyone's even, looking at this as, you know, Emma just won the right to, to get beat up.
1: Well, you know what, though? I think, one, I think she'll have a great match with Asuka. Yep. Two, I'm glad it's not Bailey because we've seen Bailey Asuka before.
0: Yep. I'm glad um, it's not Sasha Banks cuz we haven't seen Sasha Banks Oscar before and I want them to drag that out. Let's wait a little while before we have that match. Right. You know, Oscar um, against either Charlotte or Sasha Banks needs to happen down the line cuz we have those need to be that's not a Monday Night Raw match. That's a Royal Rumble match, a WrestleMania, a SummerSlam, a Survivor Series. You know, that's, that's a big pay-per-view match.
1: What I want for the first time is if they're like they're doing Clash of the Champions? Yeah. but it's like an individual brand
0: it's i think it's a thing i don't know I, i don't know if it's smackdown or raw brand
1: what i would love is right around wrestlemania time before maybe make it the event right after wrestlemania yep do a cross promotional thing have raw and smackdown clash of the champions each fucking champion against the opposite champion.
0: Oh, that would be awesome.
1: Have you Non-tidal know title matches? Do bragging rights. And, yep. you know, if you want to do a draft thing, have whoever wins the night gets the first pick in in the redraft or something. But you have, you know, the men's world champions, you have the US and Intercontinental, you have the women's champ, you have the tag champ. Yep. I mean, it doesn't even have to be like a six hour pay per view. It could be a two-hour network special, for all I care.
0: Hey, you know what's interesting? Last year, Raw was the Clash of the Champions pay-per-view was a Raw brand pay-per-view. This year, it's a SmackDown brand pay-per-view. Hmm. That is kind of interesting. And incidentally, uh, well, Clash of the Champions is going to be live in Boston, Massachusetts this year. Are you going? No. Uh, But the day before, they're doing a house show in Portland, Maine.
1: Are you going? Yes. So you get to see um, Roman Reigns again?
0: No, it's SmackDown brand.
1: Nope. Nope. House shows. They're going to put him on it.
0: Nope. It's gotta, SmackDown brand.
1: Got to draw the gate.
0: Nope. The average, the three <laughs> the three people on the poster is AJ Styles, Roy, uh, Kevin Owens, and Jinder Mahal.
1: Ooh, you get to go see Jinder
0: Mahal. Uh, if he's champion, I don't want to go.
1: <laughs> I'm hoping he
0: loses it by then. He'll probably lose it at Clash of Champions. Nope. I don't. I don't even want to talk about his match with Nakamura this past. I, I don't want to talk about him because I want to talk it's... about things that make me happy in wrestling.
1: <laughs>
0: That's definitely not one of them.
1: Oh, is um Sister Abigail one of them?
0: <sighs> Dude, right? <laughs> I, right. <laughs>
1: I mean, as soon as the the special effect kicks on and <sighs> like swirls the face, I was like, oh, they did it, didn't they? Yep. They are going to put Bray in a dress.
0: Yep, and they did. And they did. yeah. Yeah, yeah, they did it. Because that's what we need to see. I mean, come on. Uh, so, um, New Japan Pro Wrestling presented King of Pro Wrestling, uh, I guess, live on pay per view, if you will, October 9th. Okay. And um, essentially, out of this, they've established the main event for the upcoming Russell Kingdom show pay per view. January 4th, 2018, which is going to be Kazushi Akata defending his IWGP Heavyweight Championship against uh, Tetsu Naito. So, yeah, okay. that should be a great main event match. It sounds pretty cool. It should be, yes. Also, um, Will Ospreay defeated Kushida to win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. So for good for Will Ospreay. Have you seen Will Ospreay? Yeah. Okay, all right. I don't know if you'd watch any of his matches.
1: Yeah, come on.
0: Well, I don't know, dude. I'm just double-checking. So awesome for him. Uh, Another title match change was... uh, Not title match change, but the Killer Elite Squad defended their titles against uh, Gorillas of Destiny and War Machine. And retained them. And then, uh, apparently, uh, Rapungi Vice is gone. Rocky Romero and Trent Barretta are no longer a tag team. Uh, Now Rocky is managing Rapungi 3K, which is showing Yo, which are the – they used to be the Tempura Boys, actually. I just saw them as the Tempura Boys in June at uh, Ring of Honor's pay-per-view I went to. And they defeated uh, Ricochet and Taguchi for the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championship. And uh the Bullet Club, Cody, uh, Kenny Omega and Marty Skrull defeated Chaos members Beretta, Jado, and Yoshihashi in a six man tag. There's some other matches on the card, but here's what's funny about that. So you saw the cease and desist that the uh, the young bucks got from WWE? Yes. Like they got a legitimate one saying they were not allowed to do too sweet anymore. And they're not allowed to have merchandise with the hand logo and everything. Like I I this is this is just ridiculous in my opinion um so now the young so the young bucks are like you know that's fine we won't do it anymore no big deal they they immediately made a t-shirt that said cease and desist on it with like kind of the bullet club logo uh, with them on it and they're doing the too sweet symbol but it's censored and then it says too sweet but the like the e-e-t or s-w-e-e i mean the w-e-e in it, it looks like it's like it's got characters make it look like it's a swear word right so that was pretty clever and, uh, but at the pay per view, uh, Cody, Kenny Omega, and Marty Scroll un- unreleased or unleashed one suite where they just touch each other with their index fingers.
1: <laughs>
0: and, then, like, one of them, posted, like, if ET comes after us, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I just like how they ran with it. <laughs> Anyways, That's it. That's it. so, you got anything else you want to talk about this week?
1: Um, no, I don't think so. Oh, you know what? What about the uh, the rumor that possibly Neville is asking oh, for his yeah. release? Oh, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I guess he was supposed to be in the match with uh, Enzo this past week on Raw, and he walked out, asked for his release, and walked out. That's the rumor. Yeah. And that's why they put Kalisto in there, because they no one else in the Cruiserweight division could wrestle Enzo, and... Uh, and then they had him win the bell And then and this kind of pissed me off. They have him dedicated to Eddie Guerrero uh, because it was his 50th birthday Monday if he would be alive. And the reason why that pisses me off is because Cleese do like, as far as we all know publicly, was probably 12 when Eddie Guerrero died. You know what I mean? So why is he dedicating a match to him? It doesn't make sense. Like, Sasha Banks kind of did it on the down low. Where she had in gear that was inspired by his gear, right? But like, you know, I just, uh, I don't know. It bothers me. It makes me feel like WWE is just taking advantage of.
1: Well, that's exactly what they're doing. Publicizing on it, his death, and I hate Because that. N- nobody cares about Kalisto. Right. So
0: it'd be they're... one thing if it was Chavo or Vicky or a relative of Eddie, someone of his family. That'd be that'd be one thing. Their family. Right. But anyone else is just crap. Hmm. So what do you think about Neville leaving? You think it's good for him? Bad for him?
1: For, for him, yes. Yeah. For, but for the WWE, I mean, I won't watch 205 Live.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think he's just another one of those guys where, like, Cody, like, when, um, yeah, when Cody left, when Ryback left, you know, Cody's really the only one that since Wait. he's left has made himself something.
1: Wait. Wait a second. What? Wait a second. Are are you really equating Cody Rhodes and Ryback?
0: No, 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 no. Let me finish the sentence and then you'll understand.
1: Like he's <laughs> I another one of those
0: guys that feels like they can leave and make themselves better than they were when they were there. Ryback oh. hasn't. Cody clearly has. But yeah. another guy that left to ask for his release was was uh he went by I I don't know CJ Parker. Maybe he went by – he was the hippie that Kevin Owens debuted against. He goes by Juice right. Robinson now. I can't remember his gimmick name then. But he was doing the hippie activist thing. Yeah. Anyways, but he left and thought he could do better, so he went to New Japan and became a young boy, actually, and went to the dojo. And now he's having some pretty fantastic matches over New Japan. In fact, the G1 tournament this year he was in this year, he had a lot of great matches in there, including a win over Kenny Omega. Um hmm kenny omega has since defeated him in a u.s title championship match but um so yeah i mean i think neville especially i think he's definitely a guy that can leave there and do better for himself outside the wwe
1: see i neville is a guy kind of like finn Balor to me where he's not big yep but he absolutely should have been competing against the top talent yep and probably beating them, because I think out of anyone that's had the NXT belt, yep. he's probably been my favorite championship run. Yep. Um, and, I, I mean, the guy's talented as hell, but for some reason, they see a guy that can do crazy acrobatic stuff as just a cruiserweight. So, yep. you know?
0: And one that they put limitations on anyways. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean... I think you'll... If you didn't watch him before when he was on The Independent Secret as Pac, uh, then if you watch him now, you're going to see, you know, just how good he actually is and and what else he can do besides what they've allowed him to do. Yeah. So I think that'll be great. But, cool. All right, well, let's just wrap it up this week. A little short episode. Sure. Um, oh, you know what? If you have a couple more minutes, Ronnie did have a question and I meant to go over real quick uh oh yeah it's uh what doors this open for Osprey if any and uh he's the IWGP junior heavyweight champion so right I don't see him wanting to go to WWE anytime soon I just see this giving him a bigger and bigger name right and do you think the shield reunion is a last ditch effort to get Roman Reigns over
1: I think the Shield Reunion is ridiculous.
0: I think the Shield Reunion is ridiculous. I I, I don't...
1: This is, this is what I said to Ronnie when it happened. Yeah. They weren't a team long enough for me to really, like, care. Yeah. They haven't been broken up long enough for me to get weirdly nostalgic about something I didn't care that much about the first time.
0: I really, really was really digging them as a team, finally, like, the last few months they were together. Um, and was enjoying them, and then they broke them up. So, yeah, like...
1: Like, they, did the, the Shield never had the tag belts? Like, they never had yeah, belts? Yeah, they were. Were they the tag champs?
0: Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins were the tag champs, and Dean uh, Ambrose, Dan Ambrose was, was the United States champ. champion. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, and they, had some, they actually had some great matches. You know, they were together like a year and a half that we saw, um, but the last six months, man, they were killing it in their matches. They were having such great matches, and... Yeah. Then they broke them up. At, they were, I don't even think, I think they were just about to hit the cusp of the peak of their popularity when they broke them up. Yeah. It, so you're right. It hasn't been long enough for me to want to see them back together.
1: Yeah. It's only been three years. Yeah. Two years? I don't remember when it was.
0: Yeah. And they've already, but, you know, and, and, yeah. And at different times, different duos of the three of them have been back together. Right. So, uh whatever I don't care if it keep, if it keeps roaming out of the title picture for a while, then fine with me <laughs> so anyhow, all right cool um on the on the on the Twitter machine, I'm at superstarmel the show is at uh thousand Hol pod
1: i am an Aaron S. Bell.
0: Ronnie's Ron bar three sixteen we have Facebook too uh check us out there so thanks Did you forget here?
1: It's a podcast! Yes! <laughs>